Shopping in the morning. morning. Download upstairs and upload downstairs. There's plenty to go around with white fiber. Because we care. Seven minutes past seven. Hello, morning, how you doing? This is Topping in the Morning from Isle of Wight Radio. What a night it was last night, eh? Indeed it was. Great night. Oh, local heroes with white fibre. Always a great event. I love that evening. So nice to see uh, so many people there as well. Uh, Whose table were you on? I was on the inspirational, um, young young person inspirational, young person. (laughs) Good, good. Uh, Jamie? I was on the same table as uh, Hayley. I'm oh, were you two together? We were, yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, she couldn't make it because she's suffering glandular fever, so... Tonsillitis. Her mum told me glandular fever, but you Well, the script said tonsillitis, so... <laughs> Her mum said glandular fever. Oh, well, anyway, well done to all of our winners uh, it, yesterday. It was lovely that her granddad was able to go on stage, actually, and collect the award for her. A real nice, a real nice moment. So proud. He looked proud as punch, he didn't was, he? He yeah. was, yeah. Really, really good night. Thank you to everyone and all the businesses that uh, that make it possible by sponsoring an award. Uh, you, you're all local heroes as well. Yes. Uh, for doing that so uh yeah Oof. good food it was it was it was good food really yeah. good food good food um we managed to get some lights on in the yacht haven <laughs> in in the end everyone uh, had their torches out on their phones yeah li- little recommendation for them maybe check the bulbs before uh before renting out the venue just just pointing it out there uh so anyway uh local heroes you can watch the whole thing Again, uh, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Isle of Wight Radio. And if you were lucky enough to be there last night and have a ticket, then uh, we would love to see your photographs if you took any, because uh, all of our winners... Oh, look at that. It's like it's pre-planned, this. Anyway, ten past seven. Topping in the morning, six till ten. Topping in the morning. Galvin Harris and Sam Smith, Thyle of White Radio. It's Topping in the Morning. Good morning. And we are getting ready, dare I say it, for Christmas. Wow. What? I went to Astor this morning and on their little Christmas tree that they've got outside, it said 46 nights until Christmas. Oh, I don't want to know oh. that kind of information. <laughs> that, that is a tactic to make you panic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do we actually know it's 46 nights or have they just made that up? But I did buy my first Christmas present yesterday just by accident as well. Oh, you know, you, it... I hope you didn't oh, spend too much, thank did you? you? Well, it was, like, it was like display one. So if you buy it now, 10% off. Some good deals in Poundland this time of year. Yeah. Don't knock I it. Like, I like that. Brilliant. 23, 23 minutes past seven, talking about Christmas. So the Christmas toy appeal, it's the Isle of Wight Radio Christmas toy appeal and we're asking for your help if you're part of a business or maybe your school would like to get involved. We'd love for you to give us a call during office hours, 822-557 and we'll send you out an information pack. 
launches 23rd of November. That's the official launch date where you'll be able to donate toys and cash. But we're just asking, you know, if you want to help out in other ways, then get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Good morning. Good morning. Topping in the morning at 6 till 10. He's 17, Gabrielle, and if you ever, leader of the Isle of Wight Council, is going to be on the show uh, in about an hour's time, uh, talking about the floating bridge. Uh, We've got a few other questions for him as well, obviously. Uh, So, uh, we're talking Christmas. Talking Christmas Toy Appeal launches two weeks today uh, is when it actually launches. Thank you to all the businesses and schools that have already been in touch. And now... Advent calendars. When I was a child, an advent calendar was something that uh, you were excited about uh, to open up and you'd go, oh, what did you get this morning when you went to school? And people go, oh, I got a robin. Yeah. You know, yeah. oh, I got a picture of a snowman. Then it kind of moved on and it was like, what did you get this morning? I got a robin and a chocolate. Yeah. Now it's just got to kind of ridiculous proportions. Ridiculous. My wife last year... I'm not even going to... I, I know what you're going to say because you was against it, wasn't I you? I don't even know how much she spent because she said she got it in the sale. <laughs> the uh, sale before Christmas. Yeah. In, De- in November. Yeah, she said, oh, it wasn't that much, about uh, 10, 20 quid, something like that. And then I saw it in the in the newspaper saying, oh, these are all sold out in boots, uh, even though they're like 70 pounds. Like, for an advent calendar. Yeah. What? Well, what was in there? Well, this year... They've really gone above and beyond, okay? If you want an advent calendar, how about this one? I thought of this one uh, for you, Hayley. Yeah. Uh, It's available uh, at Sainsbury's, actually, and Asda. Costs between eight and ten pounds, and it's the cheese advent calendar. (laughs) Each door is hiding an individually wrapped cheese. Seven varieties uh, included in there, and also you can have Wensleydale with a splash of gingerbread. You can keep that. <laughs> okay. uh, this one's for you, Jamie. How about the Play-Doh uh, advent calendar? <laughs> right. £13.99. Uh, should keep the little ones happy and away from the sweeties. Uh, it's Play-Doh behind every single door. Amazing. Well, doesn't that sound fun? Yep. Um, oh, here's another one for you, Hayley. Uh, the Airwick advent calendar. <laughs> <laughs> the marketing department at Airwick said, do you know what? Nothing more festive than, than an air freshener, is there? I've seen the Yankee Oh, oh it's the 1st of December. What smell am I going to get? I hope it's jasmine and peach. <laughs> anyway, that one is £4.99. Not bad at all. How about this one for you, Jamie? Because you're always training and working out. I mean, you are... You are like Mr. Mm. Universe. <laughs> uh, Protein Balls and Co. have come up with a uh, with an advent calendar. It costs twelve pounds, and behind every single door, there is a flavoured protein ball. That two. sounds good. That it sounds says there are also two vegan options and a wheat-free option. So when when you open the door, do you go, is that a vegan one? I... How do you know? There are two. Oh, yeah. There are two, but 24. That's the other thing. Now, they're only putting like 12 doors in. Yeah, I don't get Oh, really? That. Yeah. So, so it starts, you know, you have to kind of... Because of the 12 days of Christmas. Well, that's yeah, what they... Yeah, but then they're... that goes after Christmas, doesn't yes, it? Yes, that's yeah, what it they're does, trying, to, yeah. trying to hook it on. 
Uh, my favourite, though, this is the one that I would choose, is the McVitie's Advent Calendar. Sounds uh, good. <laughs> pick up a festive penguin or gold bar, maybe a club or other of your old favourites. There are 24 to enjoy. <laughs> now, that sounds Do good. Do you like yeah. a lot, a lot of, of chocolate, chocolate on your biscuit? club. <laughs> Still sticks with you. Just a few advent calendar ideas there. <laughs> Get up. Topping in the morning. Six till ten. Topping in the morning. Isle of Wight Radio. With some intrepidation. Yes. Do you know what? You're going to really enjoy it. Am I? Yeah, you yeah. are. You're going to have a good time. It's hard not to. You are. Really? Well, yeah. Okay. I'll see All you right. Monday. You'll be like, hate it. Yeah, you, you will enjoy it, we're sure. Mate. Southampton Watford, you'll enjoy Brilliant. Right, it's time for us to play the final headline or hearsay yesterday. Jamie won, which means it is a draw. Wow. Emily was not impressed. She wasn't, was she? No, she, she got right on. Yeah. So let's play. Let's see who's going to win this week. A man has launched a legal battle to change his age and boost his dating prospects. Dutchman Emil Rattleband, who's actually 69, wants to be 20 years younger. He argues he feels discriminated against because of his age and that it was affecting his employment chances and also his success rate on the dating app Tinder. Is that headline or is it hearsay? Mm. I think so many people put their wrong age on them dating sites. Do they? Yeah. Because you you used to spend quite a lot of time on them, didn't you? Thanks for that. No, I spent a short period of time <laughs> until I met my life partner. <laughs> but if it Do you was, like that? But if it, yeah, Smooth. it's very good. It's almost as if you were reading it. I know. <laughs> if, you, if you go to a certain uh, dating website, you'll find, Hi, I'm Hayley. I'm 43. And uh, I only used this app for a few months. And now I've found my life partner. But yeah. you did, you, do, you found your other half online, did online, yeah. didn't I you? did. I'm not embarrassed to say either. No. He might be. <laughs> <laughs> we bump trolleys in Waitrose, that's yeah. what we say. I was, I was going to say, to be fair, he was just doing some online shopping and then just you, you came up in an ad. <laughs> in a cookie. Harsh. Can anyway, you help, can you help this woman? Uh, <clears throat> changing your age. I mean, we've had all of this, haven't we? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I don't know. Surely not. What does Facebook say, Jamie? Let's have a look. Bryn says headline. Uh, Trace says morning. As does Connor and Michael. I think they're all just they're all just having a little little wake up at the moment. Okay. Well, I'm going to go with what do you think, Haley? I think it's definitely a headline. Do you? I 100 percent think. It's what a headline. somebody actually wants to yeah. change their age? Yeah. Okay. We'll go headline, Jamie. It is a headline. There we go. It is. I left out the rest of Bryn's comment, which says, headline, it's actually on our app. But, you know, we'll just skirt around that. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's play another one. Police have arrested a 29-year-old man and a 32-year-old woman after they stole a gritter. Just weeks after a competition ran to name the lorries, David Plowey was stolen and taken for a joyride. The police crawled behind the thieves for several miles as they ploughed through a lamppost and continued to flee, damaging two cars. A stinger was deployed, which actually blew out the front tyres, and it finally came to a halt. Is that headline or is it hearsay? David Plowey stolen. Yes. That is quite funny. But I don't not think... Not if you're one of the cars that got damaged. No, it's not. No, that's not funny. That's not funny. <laughs> but the names are funny. The names I are love funny. the fact that every council is doing this now. Do you remember when they were going to name the floating bridge? Yeah, I was oh, say yeah. That For some reason, that, that competition just didn't continue. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. I'll write that down on my list of questions for the yeah. leader of the Isle of Wight Council. What was it going to be? Floaty McFloatface, wasn't it? Yes. McFloatface, isn't it? Boaty McFloatface. No, yeah. yeah. Okay. But it could just now be it's just be called Lucky. <laughs> Or peer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, headline or hearsay? Hayley? Oh, I think that's a hearsay. Facebook? Uh, let's have a look. Anthony, Taz and Bryn say hearsay, as does Luke, Ian, Alex all say hearsay. Oh. Sue says headline, though. Um, and Michael says the wife says headline. So you better go with Michael's wife. She says headline. Okay. Hearsay. <laughs> We're going hearsay, are we? Yeah, I think so. She's the decider. Okay. We'll go hearsay. It is hearsay. Oh, you see, I'd have gone headline really? on that, yeah, and given Jamie the week's win. No, only because when he said the stingers were deployed, I thought in them big lorries, the stingers probably wouldn't work. I think they're designed for all those sort of things. I thought they were just designed for cars on a high-speed chase. Well, you probably way. know more about law enforcement than most of us. <laughs> Parents who name their daughter Blue have been ordered to change it by judges in Milan. The 18-month-old Tot has a birth certificate and a passport in her name, the Italian spelling of the colour. But her parents were ordered to attend a legal hearing where they must supply a traditional girl's name or have one imposed by court. It came about because of a presidential decree that all new newborns should have gender-appropriate names. Is that headline or is it hearsay? Now, I feel that I know about this. Really? I think we've had something similar before where somebody's called someone like a, a crazy name and they've gone, sorry, you can't do that. But was it Italy? Not I'd be really surprised. I mean, you, you've got some pretty crazy names these days, haven't you? Yes. You know, where's, where's, the, where's the new generation of Paul's? You don't have baby Paul <laughs> baby anymore. Paul. Oh, Gary. I don't think Gary. Gary, Gary. <laughs> Colin as well yeah, from our Colin, sales team. Colin. Malcolm. Yes. I mean, all of these... Uh, all of these, They're great names. They are. Yeah. They'll come back round, Robert. won't they? Robert. Where's baby Robert? See Bobby. That, that yeah, Bobby. Get a yeah. Now. Robbie and Bobby. Yeah, but that's not that's not Robert, is it? Yeah, but also... Chris and Robert think, and then... You know the names like Arthur, Edna and things like that? They would seem to be quite old-fashioned names as where they're massively coming back in fashion yeah. now. Yeah, they're very so cool names. We might see some more pools. One day I'll come back Sam round. from Towie. She called her baby pool. Baby pool. Oh, brilliant. So someone from Towie. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, right, uh, headline or hearsay, what do we think? <laughs> I can't remember the question. Jason said he's got cats called Malcolm and Dave. Brilliant. <laughs> That's, yeah, this is, this is perfect. Uh, Bryn says, blue for a boy, hearsay. Sue says hearsay. Luke says it has to be hearsay. Ian says uh, headline. Anne says hearsay. Um, and Connor says Hayley. <laughs> looks like she's wet. Sorry, Hayley looks, looks like, like, like she's playing Where's Wally with your top on. That's not very nice, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah, she she, no she couldn't fit that. her hat on while in the studio. So, headline or hearsay, Hayley? Headline. We're going to headline, Jamie. It is a headline. Wow. Yeah, okay, in there Italy. We go. Three out of three. So, who wins this week, Jamie? I didn't win. I lost 3 2. Oh, bless you. Give him a little cuddle, Hayley. Oh. <laughs> I'm not that sad, I'm all right. It's quarter to eight. Latest travel news for the Art of Wine on the way. Good morning! Good morning, Topping in the Morning. Six till ten. Topping in the Morning.
Hold on a minute. Did you just say you're not listening? No, I, I was actually looking. You know, someone said I look like Where's Wally. Yeah. Bryn's now said now the Hulk because <laughs> she put it green. <laughs> so I was reading that. Oh, okay. I so like, I was saying tomorrow interactive weekend from ten. So I'm going to be playing the island's favourite music. Yeah. And you can choose any song you like. So I was asking, well, if I could play you any song at all tomorrow, what song would you choose? I'd have James Hype um, more than just Friends. Okay. Jamie, I nearly uh, forgot your name there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you there, mate. Uh, I would have Armin Van Helden. You don't know me. Okay. Great. What would Great you have if you could choose? Oh, do you know what? I, there are so many. Last weekend, I actually played... I'm trying to think what the song was. Oh, I played Pinball Wizard, The Who. Yeah. And okay. I haven't heard that song in years. And you know when you play something and you think, well, I'm not sure how this is going to mm. sound, and then you think, actually, it sounds really, really good. Yeah. So I think it would probably be an oldie, but a goodie. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what I would choose. But you can have your say. You can even request right now. You could win yourself. Just go to the website. Uh, you can win yourself Red Jet tickets. Website is iwradio.co.uk. I've got some more details on advent calendars. We were talking a little bit earlier that you can get the cheese advent calendar, the Play-Doh one, the Airwick air fresh one, which is my favourite. Um, also, the uh, Protein Balls Advent Calendar. I've got some other ideas for those people that are hard to buy for in the Advent Calendar department next. Good morning. Topping in the morning. Six till ten. Topping in the morning. Hello, good day. Isle of Wight Radio. Topping in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Topping in the morning. Six till ten. Topping in the morning. Yes. Are Yeah. Okay. Who here is going to the 90s night tonight? I am. I am. I think. Yeah, you'll notice I'm quiet. I was not invited along to this. Don't don't frown and scowl. Invited? Did you not tell him about it? Well, I just thought everyone was going. I said to you, make sure you tell Paul about the 90s night. Do you want to come? Well, it's too late now. It's sold out. (laughs) It's sold out, (laughs) yes. I've got my glow sticks at the ready. Going all out. I'm not doing fancy dress because I hate fancy dress. Yeah, I don't really want to hear what a great time you're going to have, to be honest. <laughs> but you said you've got the interactive weekend tomorrow. You wanted to get a good and night's sleep. Football. And we're going to the football. No, you said to me, <laughs> you need a good night's sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You, so you, you do. I'm having my own 90s morning. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's not so a bad show. So I have... Right now, my T-shirt that changes colour depending on how hot I get. Oh, global hyper colour. I, I, have, uh, I have my uh, Travel Fox trainers on, uh, my glow sticks in my hand, and a little whistle here while you listen to this. You should do Come on, baby. I'm going to be doing the running man. <laughs> big box, little box, 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 big box, little box. Big box, little box. Good morning. Good morning, topping in the morning, six till ten. Topping in the morning. He's 17, Gabrielle, and if you ever, leader of the Isle of Wight Council is going to be on the show uh, in about an hour's time, uh, talking about the floating bridge. Uh, We've got a few other questions for him as well, obviously. Uh, So... Uh, we're talking Christmas. Talking Christmas Toy Appeal launches two weeks today uh, is when it actually launches. Thank you to all the businesses and schools that have already been in touch. Uh, now, advent calendars. When I was a child, an advent calendar was something that uh, you were excited about uh, to open up and you'd go, oh, 
What did you get this morning when you went to school and people go, oh, I got a robin. Yeah. You know, yeah. oh, I got a picture of a snowman. Then it kind of moved on and it was like, what did you get this morning? I got a robin and a chocolate. Yeah. Now it's just got to kind of ridiculous proportions. Ridiculous. My wife last year... Oh, I'm not even going to... I, I know what you're going to say because you was against it, wasn't I you? I don't even know how much she spent because she said she got it in the sale. <laughs> uh, <laughs> before Christmas. Yeah. In, De- in November yeah. December. Yeah, she said, oh, it wasn't that much, about uh, 10, 20 quid, something like that. And then I saw it in the in the newspaper saying, oh, these are all sold out in boots, uh, even though they're like £70. Like, for an advent calendar. Yeah. What? Or, what was in there? Well, this year... They've really gone above and beyond. Okay. Right. If you want an advent calendar, how about this one? I thought of this one uh, for you, Hayley. Yeah. Uh, it's available uh, at Sainsbury's, actually, and Asda. Cost between eight and ten pounds. And it's the cheese advent oh. calendar. <laughs> Each door is hiding an individually wrapped cheese. Seven varieties uh, included in there. And also, you can have Wensleydale with a splash of gingerbread. You can keep that. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one's for you, Jamie. How about the Play-Doh uh, advent calendar? Right. £13.99. Uh, should keep the little ones happy and away from the sweeties. Uh, it's Play-Doh behind every single door. Amazing. Well, doesn't that sound fun? Yeah. Um, oh, here's another one for you, Hayley. Uh, the Airwick advent calendar. <laughs> Who at the marketing department at Airwick said, do you know what? Nothing more festive than, than an air freshener, is there? I've seen the Yankee Oh, oh it's the 1st of December. What smell am I going to get? I hope it's jasmine and peach. <laughs> anyway, that one is £4.99. Not bad at all. How about this one for you, Jamie? Because you're always training and working out. I mean, you are... You are like Mr. Mm. Universe. <laughs> uh, Protein Balls and Co. have come up with a uh, with an advent calendar. It costs twelve pounds, and behind every single door, there is a flavoured protein ball. That two. sounds good. That it sounds says there are also two vegan options and a wheat-free option. So when when you open the door, do you go, is that a vegan one? I... How do you know? There are two. Oh, yeah. There are two, but 24. That's the other thing. Now, they're only putting like 12 doors in. Yeah, I don't get Oh, really? That. Yeah. So, but... so it starts, you know, you have to kind of... Because of the 12 days of Christmas. Well, that's yeah, what they... Yeah, then they're... that goes after Christmas, doesn't yes, it? Yes, yeah, that's what they're does, trying, to, yeah. trying to hook it on. Uh, my favourite, though, this is the one that I would choose, is the McVitie's Advent Calendar. Sounds uh, good. Pick up a festive penguin or gold bar, maybe a club or other of your old favourites. There are 24 to enjoy. <laughs> now, that sounds good. Do you good. like yeah. a lot of, of chocolate, chocolate on your biscuit? Club. <laughs> Still sticks with you. Just a few advent calendar ideas there. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Topping in the morning. Six till ten. Topping in the morning. Cost a thing. Jennifer Lopez, love don't cost a thing. It's uh, nearly ten minutes past eight. It's Isle of Wight Radio. And, well... It is that time. It's time to play the Need for Speed with White Fibre. Michaela's here. Morning, Michaela. Morning. Got many plans for the weekend? Um, we're going round someone's house for dinner, and if it's dry, we're going on a walk with a 
few other family. Oh, you see, I like that. I like people that say, if it's dry. Because, yeah. <laughs> because some people, you say, oh, go for a walk, and then it's raining, and you think, I don't really want to go out in this. And they go, oh, no. Come no, on. No, the weather's never bad. It's just whatever you're wearing is not the right thing, or there's some rubbish yeah. phrase, isn't there? Do you, do you know I what know, I mean? We, I think we need a plan B. Yeah, plan B normally is the pub. That's uh, <laughs> that's always a good plan B, I find, Michaela. So Maybe. it is time to play the Need for Speed. Uh, your choice of who you want to ask the questions. You can have uh, myself, Jamie or Hayley this morning. Um, Hayley, please. Hayley is on point, which means Jamie is going to be doing the uh, the timing. I am readied with the counting. What's the category today? OK, it's nature today. Nature, all right, Michaela? Yeah, that's my favourite. Oh Perfect. well, this could this could be a marriage made in heaven. It's I el- think so. el- eleven minutes past eight. What's the time to beat? Fifty-nine seconds. Let's see if we can do it, Michaela. Are you ready? It's the need for speed with white fiber. Three, two, one. This is the planet's slowest animal. A tortoise snail? Um, no, it's sort of like they sort of hang around trees, a little bit long claws. Stop, stop. Yes, that's it. Um, you'll see these um, plants in in early spring. They're yellow. You see loads of them everywhere. Yes, um, you'll see this between two two fields. So it's like it's like um, hedge. Yes, um, you, these are quite snappy animals. They're long, green, snappy. They're a little bit like alligators, Crocodile. but this yellow one. Yes, um, these are horrible type of fishes. They have teeth. You don't. Piranha. Want to, yes. Um, if you had fish and chips, you might have this as a main fish. So Cod, fish haddock. Yes. Um, you have this famous bird at Christmas. It's big on it. Turkey. Yes. Um, you wouldn't want to get bitten by one of these at Christmas time. Uh, not Christmas, on holiday, sorry. A mosquito. Yes. Um, if you have pl- lots of wind, they normally call it two words, something type of winds, when it's really heavy winds. Gusts. Uh, typhoon? Typhoon? Uh, no. It's like, yes. Um, it's this type of fruit. It's, it's yellow and it's long. Lemon. You might peel it. You might Banana. Pe- yes. And... There we go. So. Oh dear. <sighs> Sloth may have cost you. Yeah, I think so. Do you know they are so slow that, that this is uh, this is an in, a fairly uninteresting fact? But sloths spend so much time just hanging around; they're the only animal where um, algae actually grows on them. Really? Yeah, and they yeah. get moths living in their fur too. Yeah, they do. Really? <laughs> they do, yeah, because they just stay where they are. It's it's like you know. I think if uh, if anyone was going to be a sloth, um, there are a few people I could mention in the office. <laughs> You're looking at me then. I was going to say no, no way. No, you, you're the least. You'd be more sort of like Tigger. If yes. Tigger was a thing. That that would <laughs> yes. be you. Uh, so, Michaela, I know you're desperate to find out what time it is. Time to beat, Haley. Was it 59 seconds point four five. Okay, your time, Michaela, is fifty eight. Point eight seven. Congratulations, wow. Michaela. You are with less than a second. Yeah. Less than a second. You are ahead in pole position. Oh, wow. It's okay. beatable, though, definitely. Well, the £500 at the moment is in your back pocket. We'll see if anyone's going to snatch it from you in the next few days. Uh, Michaela, thank you for playing. Thanks very much. We'll sort you out with a nice uh, Amazon voucher as well, all right? Thank you.
courtesy of our friends at White Fiber. There we go. That's Michaela. Would you have got sloth straight off the uh, off the bat? I think about four seconds there. So it could have been a could have been about a fifty-four. Monday morning, you could be playing. All you need to do is work out what Haley is describing. Okay, you'll see one of these beautiful um, insects flying around during the summer months. Normally, find them as a caterpillar first, then they turn into this. You don't see as many around these days, do you? No, but so what is it? I think you can get a red admiral one of these. Can you? They're beautiful. Yeah. What do you think it is? (laughs) Radio. Your answer. Your name. To double six triple seven, text to Isle of Wight Radio as always at standard network rate. Good morning, good morning. Topping in the morning, six till ten. Topping in the morning. DJ Snake, Justin Bieber, let me love you. It's Isle of Wight Radio. It's Friday, the 9th of November, coming up to twenty to nine. And yesterday on the show, I was saying that uh, basically, I think that the Isle of Wight Council needs to get its house in order. Uh, I I see the deficit. I see the floating bridge issues. And I said, uh, if anyone from the Isle of Wight Council would like to come on and explain themselves, then they'd be more than welcome. And to their credit, to their absolute credit, we got a phone call from the leader of the council, Dave Stewart, saying, yeah, I'll come on the show. And he's brought with him the chief executive of the Isle of Wight Council, John Metcalf. So first of all, I've got to take my hat off to you both because you could have shied away from this. You didn't have to come in this morning. So thank you both for coming in and and welcome to the show. Uh, Let's start off then. Um, There's so many things to talk about, but the floating bridge is the big one, I'm guessing. You know, it's um, it's in a lot of people's minds. There's there's two aspects to this. Uh, The thing is rubbish and it won't work properly and it's costing us a fortune what are you doing about it okay well first of all you wouldn't be surprised by general i don't think the thing is rubbish in fact i was down on the vessel uh, yesterday um deliberately took a trip over and back to see how it operated um and there were no difficulties with it then but we did explore some of the areas we've got to improve so um you may be aware we've put some uh, extra bits onto the prows to reduce the noise on the west cows and we're now looking at doing that on east cows that has had a positive effect we've taken some design um, reports now so that we can do reduce down the the number of times that cars that are very low can bottom out and um, although somebody's done an estimate it's about one in a hundred that can um, it would be good if we can reduce that right down but the third and the most important thing for us now is to um, work up the plan to get the chain depths right because that's the issue that stops us going right through the time because of those high tides and yesterday as people know it was a pretty hectic tide um, in fact I was watching it and it was a real challenge for the crew to get that vessel onto the West Cows uh, in that area in that time so there's a lot of work going on actually. I mean we've spent an awful lot of money as taxpayers on the floating bridge why couldn't you get it right to start with? Well, that's an interesting question, Um, and obviously, as you know, we inherited the arrival of this bridge when we came into um, control of the council 18 months ago. But somebody, somebody at the council signed this off. I'm guessing, probably, to be fair, one of the officers rather than one of the councillors who who has some, you know, at the end of the day, you as councillors... have the overall responsibility but it's the officers that are doing the advising so john what went wrong um i think in terms of the procurement of the bridge we brought in external expert designers we brought in um, external uh, expert manufacturers um, and they were 
given the parameters with with what how we wanted the bridge to work, uh, and they were supposed to design the bridge that did that and manufactured it to those standards. Now, as you'll know, and I can't really talk about our legal position with the designers, but certainly that hasn't gone away in terms of how we're challenging whether they did what they were paid to do. So that's something that we still have to look at. I think in terms of the people who constructed the boat, they've worked very closely with us over the last two years to correct the defects, to put in place uh, anything that may have gone wrong or may have been a challenge. But of course, they've built a boat to a design. So they're working on those particular issues. I mean, this is just an embarrassment uh, for the Isle of Wight Council, but probably more importantly, actually, the amount of money spent, but also a huge distraction from all of the other things that that need to be sorted out on the Isle of Wight. I mean, uh, I was told the other day, and uh, let's go through a few facts against fiction, okay? Um, Was the floating bridge actually the wrong design that you've got right now? Was it a bridge that was surplus to requirements that you managed to get on the cheap and was just fiddled about with to kind of try and fit in? No, it was a specific design that was designed for that particular uh, crossing. So it was built for the ground up? It was. It wasn't something that had already been manufactured and then tinkered with? No, and in fact, if you go online, we've got some um, slow-mo stop-start video that uh, shows the, bi- the bridge in construction at, at Mainstays Factory in Wales. Okay. How much has it cost, Dave, uh, since the bridge has gone into operation and we all kind of went, okay, we need a new floating bridge. The money was agreed. Some people agreed with the amount of money being spent. Some people disagreed. Uh, But how much money has been spent since the bridge has gone into operation? I'll give you that in a second, but I actually want to agree with you, and I don't always do that, Paul, but I will agree with you. It has been a massive distraction for the council. Um, I've seen officers all over the place trying to deal with all the complaints that are coming in that have been there and trying to give a good service and make sure people are aware of it because we all accept, and I certainly accept, that 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 is a lifeline for East and West cows. So how much has it cost? Okay, so I'll give you a few figures because I brought them in with you. thought you might ask that. thought you might. Yeah, that's okay. So when the, um, the bridge was um, originally applied for under the business case, which I've got here, which is rather a thick document. Yeah, I was going um, to print it out, but it's 129 pages. It is. Well, I did print it out because I thought you could ask me anywhere in it and I'd like to have a look. So, um, but, the, it, but it's interesting, actually. So the LEP themselves, so that's the government, if you like, because it comes down through the LEP, paid £3.74 million. So that's that money. That's not come from the Isle of Wight Council. It's come from the LEP. In addition, and this was in the original um, contract, if you like, the Isle of Wight Council had agreed to put forward 1.7 million. Um, so we end up with an overall plan cost because there are a few other bits and pieces in there of 4.7 million. Now that money, just to correct you from your comments yesterday, was always planned to be spent. So when you said, well, we could have not spent it and put it onto adult social care, whatever, actually that was the price we paid for having a new bridge. So how much does it cost? Okay. How for much us, does it cost on top? Okay. So since is, the yeah, bridge has yeah, gone yeah. into into all the, all the problems that you've had, yeah, yeah. how much does that cost? Okay. So that's cost as a total of expenditure of one point two million. Okay. So we're you know my question my point yesterday was yep. the fact that however much it's cost, whether it's you know twenty thousand pounds or eight million pounds, yeah, could that have been better spent? Well, quite clearly, if we hadn't had to spend it on um, correcting and improving the issues that we have, it could have been spent elsewhere. That's a fact. Um, we spent um, what we've earned in the same time. So since when it came in March 17, we've earned with the bridge um, some £876,000. So roughly, we're talking around about three to £350,000 
net cost but obviously had we not had to do the extra work and pay for what we're doing which is to deal with the issues then we would have probably had about a million pounds we could have put elsewhere over time it the, the things important to understand the, the bridge does cover its costs but we actually want it to make money for us as a council, as an owner, if you like, on behalf of the community, which is why we're determined to get there. But there is a limit, a point at which we've got to say, you know, how much can we do? I mean, there are reports out that you're actually considering scrapping the thing. Is yeah, that is that true? We haven't considered that and we haven't discussed that. So wherever's reporting it, it's probably a bit of that fake news you get from time to time. OK, so uh, that that is not happening. The, what, whatever happens, you're going to see this one through. Well, we'll see it through to where it's reasonable to achieve what we can. And what's the reasonable well, level? For me, it's providing a good and reliable service, that it doesn't make too much noise, and that actually we can get the chain depth down so that yachts can go across all year round, and that's the big challenge. Having said that, we are, even in the next month or so, going to be doing some testing, which we think will show whether we can solve that issue, and we think we found a solution. And what timeline are we talking about? What timeline and how much money are okay, you, so as the Isle of Wight Council, willing to throw at this until you turn around and go, do you know what, enough is enough? Well, my anticipation, and obviously John may have some views on this as well, because he's obviously the operational commander, if you like, um, my anticipation is that we will have the results of those tests on the chains before the end of the year. So I expect within the next month or so, because I spoke with the people that are doing it, and that's our agreed time. Um, now, if that works, we will then be considering procuring that solution which um, will then alleviate that problem if we find that that just doesn't work and we can't we will have to limit what we can do so that we have a manageable service at the moment we have a service that apart from those tide problems does actually generally run reliably and regularly and we published it but what I would like to see is it running really well and reliably at all times so that people can use the bridge for what it is. It's just their way to get to school, where to get to work, where the tourists go to East or West Cow. I mean, it's not just tides, is it? I mean, there's the uh, the prow, the cables in that keep snapping. You've gone through at least, what, two of those? Yeah. Which sure. surely, I mean, you know, this is new. If this was a new car, you'd be taking it back to the dealer and saying, well, that, that, that is it. I'm not having this no more. It comes back to the point John made that um, when you look at the manufacturer and these Design it, and I don't. The manufacturers obviously built what they were told to. Um, that's when we get into the legal debate, which uh, I can see on the horizon. But we need to put it right first. The most important thing for me is get a regular service. So, will you be trying to claim back the money that the Isle of Wight Council and the taxpayer has lost? I think nicely sidewind over to the chief exec. I mean, I think part of that legal action is to look at the damages that the council has has. Uh, uh, had to take into account and it's well, it looks like close to a million already doesn't it um, there have been significant costs that go with that Paul and uh, clearly we've got to uh, protect the purse we've got to protect public money and we've got to take into account you know whether we got what we actually ordered uh, I think that it's important that we do that for the, because it is public money and we've got to make the best of that but we really can't we don't know that until we get to the end of the period where we know exactly what we kind of can't do with the floating bridge in order to get it operating okay I so I, can, I, can I just add to Dave's point because I think one of the one of the important things to say is that it does operate in the high 90% of its scheduled operating times and I think that gets missed a lot you know everybody does get very exercised when it's out of action or when it's not quite working I think it's because it do, it's kind of a reliable service it's a little bit like if the dual carriageway operated 90% of the time, people would be up in arms. And I think if you rely on that service to cross the River Medina because you live in East or West Cows and need to go yeah. across, I think that's what it is. You know, you would say, uh, sat here, John, if uh, if the if the dual carriageway was closed 90% of the time, uh, 
10% of the time, that would not be acceptable. I think I, you're absolutely right. That's a very good analogy. Um, but I do think that that's where some of But you wouldn't dis- be sitting here saying, well, it's, it's quite good, isn't it? And I'm not saying it's quite good because I think that's why we're still here talking about what we can do to make it better. But I do think the point is that where it hasn't been working, we have incurred costs in making sure that the service to connect East and West cows still continues for passengers. So you know, we've always made sure that we've kept that connectivity. And that's cost, that's important what, half a million pounds? It has cost half a million pounds. That is a lot of taxpayer money, isn't it? And, and absolutely. And I'm thinking of investing in my own Jenny boat, uh, seeing if uh, you, you, f- you fancy booking my services to go across. We actually uh, have discussed whether, we, you know, because you know we hired that into it because we think it's a short-term fix, but there is an argument to say that well, we got one ourselves anyway. So well, going back to yeah. my question, Dave, um, mm. just straight answers now. Uh, when are you drawing the line on this not working? So if you, if what's the date, what's the cut-off date for you to get this up and running before you say enough's enough? So we do it stage by stage. The okay, what's stage, the, what's the, the latest? stage well the next stage will be before the end of the year when we're yep. sitting around with the designers on the uh, having tested so what's the latest well, what what, what the can we expect year, but then we're not saying that stops then okay we're saying if that so works, when does the buck stop when does the buck stop well i don't think it does until we can get to where we want to so get are you to. saying that this is just going to continue no 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 let me, let me so just, so just just give like me, yes and no just I give me give a bit well, of i think everyone is just wanting to know you know yeah. when when is enough enough is it going to be is it december is it march is it august next year is it this time next year so i think by the end of the year we will know how we can best resolve the chain issue Okay, forget the chain issue. Yeah, that was important, Paul. Yeah, I know it's it's all important, Dave. What date are you as a council going to say enough is enough? Right, well, I'm trying to answer your question, but I'm trying to explain it. Once we know how we can do let's say we can design and deliver the chain issue, it might then take us three, four months to actually manufacture that change because there's ideas around hydraulics and all sorts of things. Um, So if you say to me, how long does that take? I don't know because I'm not a boat builder. But if if I said to you, well come the success of it, if we've got the plan, six months after that it's sorted, you'll then hold me to that in six months' time. What I will say to you is I do anticipate by the end of this year, well, within the next three or four weeks, we will have tested a design that will take us to where we want to get to. If it's not working properly this time next year, will that be enough's enough? I don't think we'll be at that place this time next year. But if we were? Well, I don't want to be. I want to be there earlier. No, but if we were, would that be... Well, I'm more optimistic that we can resolve it or we'll just say that's the line at which we get. You made the analogy, and John said it's a good analogy around the, um, the, the dual carriageway, but we have to remember we're not obliged to run the bridge so we're not obliged to run it to a perfection what we're trying to do is run it to a stage where people can just use it to get across from east to west cows but being obliged to something and actually you know investing this amount of money in something that turns out to be a bit of a pop uh you know how much money are you willing to throw at it if we can't do a date what are we talking how much money are you willing to invest in this to get it working are we talking let's go through let's go through a few figures another five million I don't think we're uh, in this particular vessel. We'll be investing another five million. Okay, three. I can't give you a figure below that because I don't know the cost. I actually think it'll be. But a what lot do you less, what do you think, less. as leader of the Isle of Wight Council, yeah. your gut instinct? What is the maximum amount of money that you think that us as taxpayers should be throwing towards this before you go? That is enough. Go on, I'll ask John to answer that because I just want to know. I don't want a number, not an explanation. Okay. The figure quoted in the report, the 6.4 million, is our best estimate of getting the bridge to the position where we need it to be. Because within that 6.4 million, there's at yeah. least 600,000 pounds of unallocated costs that we still. And how much have we spent now, Dave? Uh, a lot less than 600,000 at the moment, over and above the figures I quoted. To 
to you this morning. So, what, so what's the total cost? The t- what's which, total which cost, cost so far right now that we've, we've spent? Yep. So we have spent um, net of the income about four hundred k. So sorry, no. In total, that's why I asked you. What did you mean? Yeah, I, I want the total. Total the, cost yeah, of the bridge. Yeah. The total cost of the bridge, um, including the expenses. The, well, the expense let money is probably. I think it was five point something, wasn't it? I'm just going to look at it for you. Get accurately. Five point nine. Yeah, it's about five point nine. Okay, so we've we've got a few hundred thousand to play with, and then that's it. Yeah, that's the estimate that we're working to. So Paul, another because the, another five hundred thousand pounds. If it's more than that. That's it. Well, the thing we'd have to then look at is what's the alternative? Because at the moment, the floating bridge is providing a service between East and West Cows. We simply can't say that's it and take it out of the water. We have to be very clear about but what Dave's that alternative might be. saying that you don't have to put the be. service on at all. No. no. What I'm saying to you is, to understand, it's not a statutory service. It's something we think we need to do because I genuinely haven't been on it yesterday and took the view again. This is a lifeline. A lot of people use this bridge just to get to work. I know. And when it's running, it's absolutely good. And in fact, it takes more vehicles now than it ever did. It takes more passengers now on it than it ever did. Just not as often. But well, no, you're absolutely right. Um, and that's not surprising the number of times we've been out of the water. So our goal is to get it back, providing the kind of service that people expect. Have you actually we've, employed someone just to put the out of service uh, side? On. I d- sorry, I don't know. About you know, that. you know the uh, the bridge out of service signs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does someone physically have to go and? D- I'm just asking. I'm just genuinely interested. Yeah. No, I don't know. We haven't employed anybody specifically to do that. No. But uh, somebody, somebody job. has to turn them around. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, it's uh, interesting um, because one of the positive things about the floating bridge is how committed the staff are on there. I was, even when I was on there yesterday, they can see all the little problems and issues, and they've raised two or three little things with me, and I thought, yeah, we can do that. So I, I don't think it is... Um, I honestly don't think it is something that we can't fix. It may not be as perfect as we expected, but I would just throw one other point in. When we look back over the previous Slating Bridge, because the records aren't particularly good on that, we don't know that a lot of these issues weren't there before. Dave, one last question. Yeah. Okay, this has been emailed to me uh, from Ian. He says, Paul, please can you ask Dave Stewart why so many decisions are being made by the Cabinet in secret and not by the full council? We elect our councillors island-wide to represent us, and when questions such as the floating bridge problems arise, local councillors are ignored. Uh, well, local councillors, I'm trying to think who the... We presume you're talking about East Cows and West Cows councillors, um, are actually kept briefed on uh, where we are with the floating bridge anyway. I but think pro- they're talking about the decisions. You know, oh, right, we, we so were talking about this the last yeah. time, you know, where the cabinet make the decision yep. and the cabinet make up a reasonably small percentage of the entire council. Well, OK, so it's a very simple process of understanding the way democracy works on the Isle of Wight. We have 40... Some would say it doesn't work very well, Dave. OK, well, some can have that view. That's entirely up to them. Actually, those that came last night to our cabinet meeting will have seen us in action because we discussed the budget openly in front of everybody that was there so that they could see how the cabinet operate. So the way we operate is we've got 40 councillors, 24 of those are island conservatives. Of those, I've picked a cabinet team of 10, each covering different areas of the way the council operates, and we meet on a regular basis um, every... Uh, I think the regularly. question is, yeah. why, why not put it to full council, why put it to cabinet on these big decisions? Yeah, sorry, John. 
the, the model of government that we use on the Isle of Wight is common across most councils across the country. It's based on the parliamentary model of the uh, Prime Minister and Cabinet. So we've adopted that. That's been promoted by government. We've had that model for quite some time, Paul. So effectively, all of the decisions of the council are delegated to the executive, apart from issues around policy uh, and budget. They are with the full council. So the Cabinet is the executive decision-making body for the full council. OK, we could talk for hours about the floating bridge. We could talk for hours about... Uh, the way uh, local democracy works on the Isle of Wight and I've still got more questions about the fire service uh, but thank you very much for coming in this morning as I said as I started this you didn't have to come in you could have ignored us uh, you could have just uh, buried your head in the sand the pair of you didn't do that you've come in you've answered the questions uh, to a point <laughs> Well, well, I, like, um, I like talking about floaty. Right, we, OK. We won't talk about the name today. But it's beginning a bit of a self-induced name, which is floaty, isn't it? Really? Yeah, OK. Uh, Pier is the other name that I've heard it being called. Uh, so uh, thank you for coming in. Uh, we'll do it again soon uh, and uh, we'll see. £500,000 still in the kitty for the floating bridge, kinder. We don't know the date that is going to be a cut-off point, uh, but there could be on eBay a floating bridge going up very, very soon, do we think? No. Maybe maybe not on eBay. No. no Face Bay. <laughs> <laughs> we have a floating bridge. We need to make it work. We need to keep that connection between East and West Council. That's our focus. John Metcalf, Chief Executive of the Isle of Wight Council, and Dave Stewart, Leader of the Isle of Wight Council, thank you for coming into Isle of Wight Radio this morning. White Radio. Topping in the morning. Good morning. Download upstairs and upload downstairs. There's plenty to go around with White Fiber. Because we care.